Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. There she is, Joe, looking radiant as ever. How are you today? Hello. Well? I'm very well, actually. Yeah, really good. Good. I know that's a bit <laughs> shocking. <laughs> well, you sound like a children's TV presenter then. I'm very impressed. I realised something today, Joe. For the, for the first time, I realised that, you know, those few minutes leading up to our regular live, that obviously we do every, every Friday, 12.30, if you're new to this, I hate those few minutes leading up to it. Like, I, I don't want to be late for the live, but I don't want to sit there staring at the phone either. I just, I don't know what to do with myself. I just want to crack on. I want to crack on. Right. <laughs> well, actually, I was completely distracted with some really exciting stuff, set, setting up some lab testing. And then when you sent the message, I was like, oh my God, it's that time. Oh. Had to rush we upstairs. Love, I proud of the nose. We love a bit of lab testing. We love a bit oh, of lab testing. Do. Maybe that can be so something we mentioned. Today, so so let's crack straight on with this it, midway marathon training. I, I started to make some notes oh. earlier, and then I stopped. I got bored. The list was so long. Um, this <laughs> is this is a pretty crucial time, I think. So, in your opinion, Joe, is it at this stage for people? Is it more about refining, so refinement, or is it more about planning? And also, how important is this stage? So, I just think. I think it's a little bit of both, planning and refining. Um, although hopefully you will have had some plan for where you are now and where you will be going. Um, if not, definitely make one now. Uh, but I think as well for me, it's that time, particularly with the spring marathons, it's been cold, it's been grey, the volume is building up, everybody's a bit tired, or they're kind of almost like the opposite. I've got some people that are really flying right now. <laughs> And oh my goodness, that makes me so nervous. Because <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you're running so well. We've got to like keep this going. So um, I think it's just a, it can be a really mixed time depending on where, you know, how it's gone up to now. And that's what you then have to kind of refine and plan forward, don't you? But yeah, I do think it's a crucial time. Um, not a... break or make, not make or break even, <laughs> but crucial. <laughs> No, I, I, I completely agree with that, actually, Joe, what you just said there about it's not make or break. And one of the things I put down is it's, it's, you do reach the point in training where we say, look, you've got a lot more to lose now than you have to gain. We're not at that point. But no. there's still plenty of time to get injured, of course. That's always a risk, a cost. So we'll probably have a little chat around there as well. But I just made a few notes here. And I think there's some quite interesting questions here, Joe. Perhaps give your thoughts on this mm. as well. But Ultimately, the killer question to ask yourself is the question that you ask everybody else if you haven't seen one of your running friends for a while, how's training going? You need to ask yourself that question. <laughs> Where are you? Are you on target or are you behind target? And also, I think what's quite interesting here, Joe, is to imagine that you're asking the question to somebody else and they're answering mm -hmm. it because you've got to answer objectively. You've got to answer very honestly. Because when you first start this whole marathon journey, whenever that started for you, whether it's the classic 16 weeks or maybe you got two or three you know, solid months of base training under your belt before, over, before all the main training started over winter, things can change. Life can change. I, mean, I don't know about you, Joe, but I've got runners mm. that have got new jobs now that I'm coaching and 
you know, life isn't the same as it was when they first started out. So you've got to sort of look at things holistically, take a step back and be very, very honest with that as well. Um, I think one of the things that's very difficult, and I'm interested to know your thoughts on this, Joe, is if and when it comes to the time where you need to reassess your target, is it too ambitious? Now, you mentioned some of your runners that are doing amazing and probably their target may be a bit too conservative if they, if they you know, hopefully stay in one piece and, and race well on the day. But when is that point where we need to really think about refining the target? We know it's a difficult thing to do, isn't it? But it's important, right? Yeah, I think, so we, just a couple of things on that. One where I said, you know, get really excited because some people are really fit and it's gone really well and better than we could have hoped. And I think in that sense, almost don't necessarily need to do much to revise your target upwards, you know, to a faster target. You probably just need to keep going with what you're doing. I think where it becomes really tricky is the other situation where perhaps there's been some bumps along the way and now you need to potentially revise it down because I think that that's a whole kind of emotional um, thing associated with that as well, isn't it? Um, but I do think about now is the time when you have to do that. I think also <clears throat> about now is also the time when you might need to decide you need to pull the plug on it because I've got a few people and I know a few runners who really haven't managed to get started with the marathon and you and I know there's that you know from now to the marathon you could train enough to finish it but if you've missed quite a lot can you actually train enough to finish it in a time that you'd be happy to finish it in and maybe, you know, so I hate doing that with people. I, I think it's always a really difficult conversation to have. But I think for those people that have, for various reasons, struggled up to this point, we do need to sort of start thinking about that because we could potentially utilise this training period to come for another target that we're going to be much more likely to hit afterwards. Um, so I think that's a difficult one um, to kind of you know and 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 then as you were saying about the refining and the planning you know I think you really do need to look now because your long runs are going to be building aren't they they, they should be relatively chunky already and they're going to get more so but if we haven't got to where we want in those then again that's probably one of the key things we're going to have to look at the time that we've got left so oh it's just it's so difficult isn't it those conversations <laughs> are so hard to have i'm struggling even here i know uh, when i be, talk to people in some ways but um, i can see <laughs> but it just, is... i hate to be negative and and say you know i don't think we should do it and as you say it's saying to people what actually and we talked about this you know you've talked about this a lot around those a b and c goals or, or uh, however you want to structure them and and you know i think it's probably time to really have that conversation with yourself now while we have still got time to change things, you know, you might want to have the conversation again, mightn't you, four weeks out or something like that. But now, you know, you have got time to, to, to refine. And so you probably want to have a bit of that review now. It's, it's almost easier in many respects. And again, it's obviously not doom and gloom this. These chats never are. But we want to keep it real. And, and you know, injury does strike. And injury can sometimes affect training, maybe a couple of days. Maybe it's a bit of a niggle. Maybe it's a longer period. Out. Maybe it actually stops you from doing the race. If it's something obvious, so a good example of that is when I, was, when I broke my ankle. I keep saying last year. I think it was the year <laughs> before now. I think it was the year before. But it was done. I mean, I, I know what you're going to say, but that, that was easy, wasn't it? You know, it you was couldn't good. run. I, I <laughs> was emotional. <laughs> I was bare with a sore head. You know, I had a cast on and all those things, a walking boot or whatever you call it. But 
the decision was made. So it wasn't like, oh, will it be okay? Or oh, maybe if I rub it or ice it, maybe I'll be okay to do the long run at the weekend. I think it's much harder when you, it's down to you, the responsibility purely and solely to refine that goal and that target. And let's face it, as we often say, we're not making money out of this. I imagine the people watching this, you know, you're doing it for your own goals, aspirations, for the memories you want to create, those emotions. That great emotion that you experience when you cross the line and you achieve a goal is based on the target you have set yourself. So if you are smart and brave enough to refine that target, then you stand a greater chance of achieving it. You're still going to experience those same feelings and emotions. And we know training is never race wasted. You can learn from every session and every race that you ever do. So you have that power to make that decision. Nobody else. It's not about people on Strava. It's not about any of this. Think long-term as well. That's another thing I want to mention, Joe. You know, it's very easy when we're really focused on something, an important goal to us, to almost see nothing beyond that. And yeah. you don't want to push yourself at all costs, end up completely broken, even get through the race and have a great experience. But because you kind of dragged your body through the race and you perhaps weren't ready for it, maybe your engine's strong enough, but your legs aren't, as you often talk about, Joe, being too fit for your legs. Yeah, yeah. And actually in the aftermath of that race, that's when you get injured in that week after those set, you know, two or three weeks after I've been there, it happened. So you want to keep yourself fit for the long term as well. And having that mindset is really important. Just picking up very quickly, Joe, for a hand to you on um, uh, Jim, the law runs uh, uh, great point, Jay. Thanks buddy about uh, when uh, targets and stuff and refining, mm. when do you retarget? So I guess what you're asking there is when do you sort of you know, look at your targets? Is it realistic or is it not? I guess that's an ongoing process. Um, and I think that there may be certain points in your training that lend themselves nicely to really asking yourself that question. If you do a tune-up race, and I've got thoughts on that, actually, I might mention those. <laughs> if, you, if you do a tune-up race and it goes, you get a good measure of where you are, then that's probably a good time to ask yourself, okay, the target, how is it? Don't, don't be too knee-jerky, especially if this race goes well, like you're saying, Joe, with some of your runners. Don't suddenly think, right, we're going to you know, take 10 minutes off this target time for the main marathon. Don't think that. But you might do one or two sessions as well that you've done perhaps in previous marathons as part of the training blocks. And, and you know, you get a good idea and feel of where you are. That's when you want to do a little bit of shaping, as I like to call it. So yeah. it's an ongoing thing, I think. I, I would say, though, when you're assessing your markers, whether that's a race or a session, make sure that you're assessing the, assessing the right ones in relation to the race that you're doing. And what I mean by that is, it might be that you go out and you suddenly find you've run a great 5 or 10k PB. Now, that can often happen in marathon training because you build up this great aerobic base. But that doesn't always mean you're in great marathon shape because perhaps the volume and the, you know, the endurance is lacking. You've, you've built up a bit too much. Well, not, you know, can you have too much pace? But do you know what I mean? You, 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 you know, your training is what it's reflecting is, is not necessarily what you hope it's reflecting. So I think, you know, look at how you know and, and with experience what I'm trying to say is over time you would know the sessions that really give you a good idea and I as a coach there's a couple of sessions that I think right I know that this translates well or I know how it translates into marathon form um so just be mindful of that like I say particularly when you get to things like 5k pbs or park run pbs they might be a brilliant sign and you know I love a good anecdote but I remember once <laughs> I was coming back after the birth of my son and I ran uh, Southern Road Wheelers. It's a 4K um, run. And I ran one second slower. So you my... weren't on the way back from the hospital? 
Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, literally. <laughs> On the way back to running. Um, but no, but got what it, I'm got to say is I, I ran this um this four K leg of a relay one second slower than my fastest ever time and thought, wow, I'm in amazing shape. Went to the Great North Run, set off thinking I was in amazing shape, and realised I was in amazing four K shape, and most definitely not in amazing half marathon shape. Um, and it was a very painful, bitter lesson to learn particularly those horrible hills that there are in the great north run so that's what i'm saying don't always see you know be you know know if you're going to do your markers if you can do your assess make sure you're assessing something that's relevant and in the right context for your goal for your marathon at the end uh, of the and day. just just a couple of things there joe i think if, if people are watching this and is they're relatively new to running or new to the distance maybe they're you know, regular 5k 10k races and stuff but they're moving up to half marathons or marathons as we're talking about understand that it takes time to build that experience as well which is what you're saying sometimes you might gain information through doing various tune-up races as we're talking about here but actually you don't really know what that means you don't know what it translates to whereas you know you and i do joe with the various sessions that we might set it does take time to learn from that so log everything record everything you know be pretty meticulous with that and then in the future you can use it to kind of cash your mind back but this leads nicely onto a point i wanted to make joe i'm going to post about this on instagram actually in in the next few days but the whole tune-up race thing and this really comes from martina and i that are training for manchester marathon we did farnborough half marathon at the weekend i saw one of your runners actually which was amazing well Um, yes yeah it was great i did yeah it was amazing so so that was a great experience martina came away with the pb We, we both ran it really well it was it was awesome but we were talking about it afterwards and you guys watching this might have some tune up races as part of your training for a marathon make no mistake about it there's a good place for them i think they need to be scheduled logically but if you're looking at giving it everything full beans make no mistake about it it's almost more stressful than the main race that you have coming up <laughs> because when we say oh i'm doing this race and it's part of training for my main goal what we really mean is Come the day, I'm going to work just as bloody hard as I am in my main race, but only I'm not going to taper for it and I'm not going to recover properly afterwards. So you've got to be very aware of being adaptable and flexible and fluid with your training as well, especially when you've got things like tune-up races in amongst your training, because you don't really know 100% how you're going to feel after the race. You might have an idea if you experience, but you don't really know. And then it's about, right, not trusting what's written on the plan I need to push that a longer day or I need to just let it go completely or I need to shorten the run. So just be very mindful of that as well. Keep yourself in one piece. Yeah. Um, Vicky said her name was Vicky. <laughs> Sorry. You met. <laughs> so, so just quickly, I saw Vicky, the, the bit, the, you know when you do races and you're oh, running against... King TV, yeah. <laughs> you're, running, you're running against the flow of people and I saw Vicky, thank you, but I, I couldn't remember her name and I was just, it completely threw me. And obviously I see her on Instagram and I know she's one of your runners. So I basically just, I saw her in the distance. I basically just did this and just held it until she saw me. And she did. And then she sort of waved back. I thought, I can't remember her bloody name. Vicky, I'm sorry. You did amazing. You did amazing. Oh, she said, awesome. that weirdo Jake, he just had his thumb up for ages and ages. In the end, I thought I better wave at him. That's <laughs> what most people do. That's it. Just smile away, smile away, face. That's what it takes. Um, no, I was going to say a bit about where we are now. This, wh- what I said, which applies to whether you are flying or not. But as soon as I see anybody that's flying, someone like Vicky ran a PB at the weekend, I suddenly say, right, we know the training's going well. Now we've got to manage everything else around the training. So I start saying to people, go to bed on time, get a good night's sleep, 
eat good food make sure you're fueling before and after your runs make sure you're fueling enough to sustain this training that you're doing keep up with the massage keep up with the stretching keep up with the recovery stuff because i just think that becomes at this stage where your volume is likely to be going up your intensity is going up a bit that wraparound support that enables you to keep that going is almost more important now than at any time in your training block i don't know if you're feeling about that is the same yeah you've got to look almost take the blinkers off and look at the bigger picture uh, as you're, you're touching on there the other key elements that may not come to mind straight away because you're thinking about the session you're thinking about hitting that threshold pace or whatever it, whatever it is but actually you need that support network around you and, you, and also I've, I've made a list of a few kind of practical bits as well and this isn't to, to say go and do this guys but this is as you know from the lives, regular viewers, it's to kind of provoke your thinking a little bit, give you some things to think about. So the practical stuff, like with race nutrition and with the hydration and things that you're going to use for some of your tough training sessions. You mentioned long runs getting longer now, Joe. Um, getting What was the word you use? Not meaty. Chunky. Not chunky, <laughs> love it. Getting chunky, meaty with the long runs. So have you got the race nutrition ordered? Is it in? Is it ready for, for training and for the day as well? Practical stuff, you know, get it out of your head as well. Make those decisions. Have you sorted uh, transport? How are you getting there? Uh, um, you know, hotel, hopefully, if you're traveling, uh, racing away from home. Now, these things are probably things that you may have already ticked off. But sometimes it can be very easy to focus on training or maybe charity, you know, raising money. I hear from a lot of people the, the yeah. raising money for marathons is almost more stressful than the actual racing and what you don't want to do in the training rather what you don't want to do is leave fundraising if you are raising money for a charity till the last few weeks when you're panicking and your training is getting intense and all that sort of stuff you know book your massages don't wait until you need one oh the two days before get it in the bloody diary physio oh. if, if you need somebody to keep you topped up chiropractor you know the score think outside the box really important. i was going to say about your massage and physios you know what they get absolutely rammed in the last two or three weeks before a major marathon so i would say to people book in now because if you suddenly find you need it you know you can always cancel you might want to go along for a bit of a top-up treatment anyway but you can always cancel and there'll be somebody willing to take your place but you can't book if they're fully booked so definitely get your diaries out and book people get um, on it there book you go. your people and um, the other one is race nutrition oh my goodness my runners will know i go on and on and on did you practice your race nutrition if you haven't started now and i loved would love to think that you all had but if you haven't started now you really really must because it's so trainable you've got to practice and you've got to practice on every long run and you haven't got that many left. So definitely start that now because, you know, it's just so critical. And, and, <laughs> Can't and say more the, about it. That's <laughs> the practical one. element of, that includes a practical element of actually consuming the gels, if that's what you're using, or the race fluid. You know, if you're really looking at maximising everything and you don't want to be stopping or slowing down too much and things like that at aid stations, and taking gels, then you need to practice that in training, not just what works for you and your gut. And like you say, everything around that is trainable. So, you know, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that we can train our guts rather than leaving it till the last minute. So get that into play now. If you typically do fumble a bit with gels and you find yourself slowing down or you're choking or you lose your breathing rhythm, you've got to practice those things now. So start to think about those kind of race simulation runs as well. Just a quick word on tapering, Joe. I'm sure we'll touch on this more in, in another live in the future. But I think having that kind of tapering awareness as well as, as to what it is and what it isn't. So when you're looking at the midway point, let's just use the classic 16-week kind of main focus, if you like, for a marathon, and you're at the eight-week point, let's say. 
Well, in some respects, you don't have eight weeks because it's you are going to be tapering. So factor that into it as well. Don't, what I would hate is for you to think that you've got more time than you've actually got. Conversely, at the other, other end of the scale, tapering doesn't mean sitting down and doing nothing. There is still quite a lot of stimulus going on when you do taper effectively. You want to make sure you recovered is the aim for obviously the race day, but it doesn't mean you're not doing anything because I think there can be too much emphasis or lack of em emphasis either way. So just be very mindful of that when you're thinking about the whole midway training point stuff. I was going to say one more thing about long runs because we do, do love to, we do, to, you know, they are a fundamental part of marathon training. Hit me. People at the start want to say, what's my longest run going to be? And then I'm always a bit vague and I think they probably think she doesn't really know what she's talking about. The reason I'm a bit vague is because you will only know about now what your longest run will, is going to be. So about now you should be refining those last few and that might be, as I say, taking them down or it might be bumping them up a bit or it might be splitting them depending on where you are now. So whatever you had in mind at the start, definitely have a look at that bit again because you might find it's changed, but don't overly so much importance the whole of your marathon training does not rest on the length of your longest run you know it's one thing it's one run it's it's the whole of that progression that matters more don't obsess so, about it i'm gonna put my finger down <laughs> my pointy finger down so um i'm gonna come on to that very quickly i have made a little list of some suggestions, some thoughts, considerations again. A good question to ask yourself is what, at this point, is what is my key focus or focuses? What do I need to be doing? Now, there are some basic fundamental principles when it comes to marathon training, but we are all different and things don't work for everybody. So you've got to look at where you're going, more importantly, what you've actually flipping done, and has it, is it sufficient? Is it not sufficient? And what do you need to focus on? Now, it might be speed might be a thing. So race pace stuff. It might be distance or duration, depending on your focus there. If you haven't done the necessary long runs, maybe through COVID, isolation, whatever, you've, you've missed a couple of runs. It's not enough to really majorly affect the whole training thing. But actually, you know that that's a bit of a focus now, more so than like a Thursday club tempo run that you might sort of regularly do. So have that in mind. Bit of race simulation stuff, Joe, as we've touched on. So nutrition, practice, and taking those things. Fueling, that could be before, as well as during and post. Specifically during and, and before, you want to make sure you get that right. You don't want any issues in the race or key training sessions because you've got your kind of pre-fueling wrong. So is that a focus? Confidence. Oh, oh yeah. Lacking. <laughs> oh, we could talk a whole another half hour on Confidence. that Confidence. <laughs> so... The reason I pointed Mr. Pointy Finger here when you were talking about your stuff there, Joe, the last point you made, is because you need to ask yourself, right, okay, I'm, I'm struggling with a bit of confidence now with the marathon. Okay, what would make you more confident? Ask myself, what would make me more confident? I would feel more confident if I knew that I could run the full marathon distance. Maybe it's your first time. So you've, got to, you've, you've then got to ask yourself, when it comes to measuring confidence, you've got to then say, is this something I need to act on or not? Now, in the case of the example I've just given of running the full distance, for most people, it's probably not advisable. So you need to know what's going to give you confidence and increase that and whether or not that's important to do that. You know, you miss lots of sessions. Well, if I could play catch up and shove all those sessions into the next few weeks, I'd feel a lot more confident. You might do, but your body won't be very happy. You might end up breaking. So you've got to ask yourself, what's going to make me more confident if you're struggling with it? And then do you act on it or do you not act on it? It's not about being a doofus. It's about no. training. 
That'd yes. be a doofus. I think we should talk about confidence coming up soon. There coming you are. up soon. Topic, you heard it here first. We didn't even brainstorm that. You just threw it out at me. That's absolutely fine. That's, That's absolutely fine. Can I make one more point, Joe? And then I'm going to hand over to you. And then we're getting close to wrapping up. I mean, we're never going to struggle to, to crap on for 30 minutes, are we? Something else that I feel very strongly about at the Midway Marathon training point. I really must drink less coffee. Stop reading shit. Stop reading running books. Stop being pulled from pillar to post. Oh, I've, I've followed this plan. And now, oh, I like the look of this. Maybe I should go down this path now. Maybe I should do more race pace. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Don't confuse yourself. It's death by decision. Stick to your plan. Make these little refinements we're talking about. Obviously, if you've got a coach, then they're going to be doing that. That's their responsibility, shared responsibility. But make sure you just trust yourself, back yourself. You know, if you're following a credible plan and some, a good, you know, sort of structure leading up to the marathon, then go with it. Learn from it. Make some notes and then you can change it in the future. Because, you know, just, oh, oh, maybe I do this. Oh, I've not done any plyometrics. I need to jump off stuff. Maybe I'll do that. I, I was going to say, basically, don't listen to anybody on social media. <laughs> ever. ever. Ever, ever, ever. As I say, they are not your friends. Well, they might be your friends, but they may well not necess necessarily be a running coach or an experienced runner or anything along those lines. Um, anyway, that's uh, put a dampener on this, isn't it? What a doofus. <laughs> Which I said uh, Lane thinks it's the best um, word. <laughs> Doofus and lugs. Just the best. Don't be either of those. No, I, I'm just, my, my uh, tying up point really is, yeah, don't put everything on the length of that longest run. We love to talk about as runners. Just step back from it. Review where you are and focus right now. Focus on recovery because it's going to be hard for the next few weeks. It's going to be tiring for the next few weeks. So, Focus on the recovery and the running side will take care of itself. Absolutely. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We're going to give you lots of virtual hugs and we're going to stroke you back and you're going to be okay. Just relax. We're all in the same or, boat. Or, okay, or maybe get out the door and do some goddamn running. Yeah, yeah. If you're being yeah, lazy, man, <laughs> don't be a doofus. Right. Shall I wrap up, Joe? Do you think we... I don't know if anybody's going to I think we're falling to pieces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Well, look, we're going to talk about confidence at some point in the future. I think that's a great point. I think that's something that we can all relate to. So we're going to do that. We've got lots of great topics lined up for you every Friday on my page and then on Joe's page, uh, Running Joe 10K. So if you don't follow Joe, go and give her a little follow. We'll be back on your page next Friday, 12.30, and you can catch up on these lives and full-length Running With Jake podcast episodes every Wednesday. So just check out the app, whichever app you use for your podcast on your mobile phone. Guys, have a great weekend of running. Don't play catch up. Stay smart. Don't be a doofus. Speak to you soon. <laughs> Bye. See you, Bugalogs. That was Running With Jake, the quick hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, the podcast.